0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast daily. Happy Tuesday as Ohio State training camp rolls along over halfway through. I'm probably going to get tired of saying that, but it's just the only way to measure time until you get to the season opener. We're, we're so close to the finish line. It just feels like progress is made. That's Bill Landis. I'm Austin Ward. Like it, it feels like we're so close now, and it's still August 16th. We're We're barely halfway
1: there. I was surprised to hear you say we're halfway through. But I, I, <laughs> it was a lie. Well, I think it's right, right. It's mostly right. So, yeah. yeah, we got two more, two more Saturdays without, well, without Ohio State football. I guess we have one more Saturday without college football. Get to watch that that big, uh, big banger over in in Dublin between uh, Nebraska and Northwestern that everyone's clamoring for. And you want to take the take the sport on the road and, and generate new fan bases. I can't think of two better teams that to showcase the Northwestern and Nebraska. <laughs> I think you're forgetting about a major Week Zero showdown
0: in Champaign, Illinois. Is that also a Week yeah, Zero that's game? That's the one. That's a Week <laughs> I Zero. I danger. didn't know that. I knew it was happening. I didn't know it was a Week Zero game. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's possible to go sneak in a, a little Big Ten action before what goes on in the horseshoe. I don't know if it's going to happen, um, but boy, it's very tempting for me to do so. Uh, I've actually driven to Champaign and not seen football. So, the fact that Wyoming is there, that would make it even more appealing. Um, that's neither here nor there. I would say that Wyoming was the biggest snub in the AP <laughs> preseason poll that was released on Monday. I don't know if you agree with that or not, um, but it was, I don't know, the most boring preseason poll that I've ever seen. <laughs> like
1: Texas isn't even listed as number four. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, here? Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson doesn't, doesn't move the needle for you anymore. <laughs> People, people really went no, out I don't went on so. a limb, I think with, with those votes, but I suppose I'd rather have that than pulling up the AP poll and seeing Texas at number four. I think in this case, boring, <laughs> boring might actually be good. Okay.
0: Um, have you ever had to vote in the AP poll bill? I have,
1: I did it for, I want to say two, two seasons, maybe three. It was, a it was a miserable experience, um, that's literally what i was going to say about what I, when i had to do it it is a miserable experience i remember um 2017 ohio state opened this it was the opener right at oklahoma and uh yeah. my my me and my colleagues at the time uh we did we stayed in uh oklahoma city but we were flying in and out of dallas so uh i don't know what time we got to bed after that night game but our flight was early in the morning in dallas and dallas is 3 hours away from where we were staying so i think it was like Five thirty in the morning, we're driving down to Dallas after basically not sleeping, uh, trying to get to, to, to Love Field <laughs> Airport, and I'm sitting in the passenger seat filling out my AP ballot for that week. And it was uh, that was that was my second year doing it, I believe, and that was when I really started to question my sanity and why I took on that responsibility.
0: I think that like they really drive the conversation, and from that regard, like. They're good conversation pieces, but I don't think that they should be taken seriously having voted. And I say that as someone I have voted and you have voted. And my perspective on that is this. I cover Ohio state football on a Saturday. I am in the horseshoe three and a half hours before kickoff. And I stay there three and a half hours after it's over most weeks, generally. So I don't have a lot of time to watch every other program in college football <laughs> and then try to measure them up and who would hypothetically beat the other. And nobody does. The coaches poll is worse than the media poll, the AP poll. Neither of them should be used to put any kind of actual stock into what's happening in college football in my opinion. And I and I was
1: entrusted to try and give it some credibility once, and I'm saying this is super dumb. I that's part of the reason why I took it on too cuz I was like, you know, I'm going to make it different. I'm going to I'm going to make it matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I was like, why am I doing this? So I think I I gave it up uh after I left cleveland.com, but uh I think I think you're right for the most part. I w- I will say I, it's part of college football like we we I feel like we need numbers next to these team names and <laughs> there's no there's no perfect way to do it at this point in the season. There's certainly no per- good way to do it in the preseason. Um, but even early in the season, it's difficult. But but I still want I want to be able to say that Ohio State Notre Dame is a top five matchup in the shoe on opening weekend. <laughs> so I think for that reason that the preseason poll does serve a purpose. But yeah, I don't I don't put a tremendous amount of stock in it. Uh, I just wait until those those playoff rankings come out in November.
0: Yeah, because those are always accurate. That's right. So we know that That's we can right. take those to the bank. Yeah, and like uh, I certainly understand the need for that to put it in context. And I think the AP poll generally does a fine job of that, but you know, the the average fan is going to consume and you and I will watch football any day of the week. We consume a large volume of it, but not nearly as much as the casual fan who doesn't have to be focused on one team on a Saturday or, you know, have to go to, you know, uh, a media availability on a Wednesday night and don't get to see a banger of a Mac game, maybe uh, as it's happening live, like, it's just not, we aren't the people that should be trusted for that. And, you know, I think a lot of other folks can do a better job of that than we can. And I, I like I just want to know everything that there is to know about Ohio state. And then once I get done with that, I'll expand to the big 10. But I mean, you asked me who should win the PAC 12. Utah was the last team I saw. I think they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah, there's some. There's some. I don't know. I don't know who there. else. <laughs> right, right. I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, um, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, I guess, if 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 there was a playoff like approach to it, in the sense where you have a predetermined number of people whose job it is every week to just watch as much college football as possible. Maybe there are former players, former coaches, whatever, to formulate these polls. Because you're right, it's not. I, I'm sitting in the car driving from, from Oklahoma City to Dallas trying to figure out where to put Central Florida, and it's like, I didn't watch that game. I guess they should be ranked because everyone else has them ranked, but I don't know where to put them. And I actually think, I th- I'm pretty sure that week I did not rank Central Florida only because I forgot, because I was sleep-deprived. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if you ever did that in your time voting in the poll, but the one week that I forgot to rank a team that should have been ranked was not a fun time for me.
0: Well, I learned that I... Shouldn't have controversial opinions because uh fan bases would take that personally they were doing this was right. I was still uh working for the Casper Star Tribune, and you know bull attacks or whatever they would call those were only just starting on the internet where they would publicize every week who voted for who, and then the fan bases that were were snubbed would start emailing I didn't even have a Twitter account then you'd get you know the real nasty stuff that comes from an email account when they sit down and take the time sometimes was even worse than what you would see on social media now. And I remember, I think it was Louisville. There were maybe a preseason top 10 team in this AP poll in 2008 when I was voting. And I thought, well, they lost a lot. I don't think Louisville is actually any good. They're, they're moving, you know, some pieces around uh, new quarterback. Uh, I think that, you know, what they did in, in the old, I don't, I don't buy it. I didn't put them in the top 25 at all. And I don't know if it was uh Ralph Russo then or who was organizing it, but they called me. They're like the, the AP top 25 is coming out in uh in two hours. You don't have Louisville at all on your ballot and they're going to be in the top 10. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's how I feel. And like, Oh, we just didn't, didn't know if you forgot about them or what. And I was like, no, I did that on purpose. And the same thing happened with Oregon. And I wound up being right about both teams, by the way, but that doesn't matter because (laughs) I didn't save the emails. And then three months later, be like, I got this right about your team. They suck. But it's a it's a thankless job because you're 65 or 70 voters who get to do that. And everyone thinks that they hate your team or you have some grudge to hold against them. And if it was about Colorado State, maybe they were right. But, um, you know, you have to do this stuff so that we can sit here and say on the other side, Hey, it's top five. It's number two, Ohio state and number five, Notre Dame.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, that's yeah, it is. Thank you AP for doing the service and giving us, <laughs> giving us a, the a reason to say that is a top five matchup there. There there was one thing with this poll that I, I was curious about and it was how many first place votes Ohio state might get compared to Alabama. Um, and it was right. 54 to six in favor of Alabama which I figured Bama would have more and probably significantly more, that is a wider gap than I anticipated because I did feel like Ohio State had a little more buzz than that nationally.
0: I thought it would be tighter as well. And I bet I, – I don't know. We'll see. It's not even worth getting you know, worked up over. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've, we've established that <laughs> throughout this point. But you know, I'm not sure what it is about Alabama that seems so much more – Incredible at one versus two. Now we're you're splitting hairs. If you think that they're the two best teams, and everybody seems to, that they're going to play for the national title, then you just say, hey, in, in January they can sort it out on the field, and we won't have to worry about that. But you know, going into it, I feel like the buzz for CJ Stroud as an NFL quarterback seems to be much higher than it is for Bryce Young. Maybe I'm reading that wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too close to the situation, but I think that most people believe he's better suited to the NFL game, uh, at least in a head-to-head comparison there. I think you know there's a lot of maybe uncertainty about the defense and Jim Knowles, which lends itself to more skepticism compared to Nick Saban and what you know you're probably going to get from that group. But you're talking about the number one offense in the country returning. That's going to keep you in a lot of games and a defense that you would, for me, assume is going to be much better than a year ago. Uh, they're so much more veteran they're not losing really as many key contributors as Alabama. I you know you give the Crimson Tide the – everybody should give them the benefit of the doubt. You're in and you're out. They're going to be there. But I'm with you. I, I, I thought it would be more of a coin flip for people, and it did not seem to be the case for this batch of voters, which is fine because it doesn't matter. But I, I thought it would be closer.
1: I, I would have had Alabama won. I, I think I think that makes sense, um, although the defending national champs being number three is kind of kind of interesting too. But, um Ohio State has a, a level of returning production that I think is rare for this program. And and granted, I guess you could make the argument that, well, on the defensive side, there wasn't a whole – the production wasn't very good. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's all back, but what does that mean? I, I guess that's a fair question. But an Ohio State team that is that is situated the, one, the way the one this is – the way that this one is, excuse me, uh, with yeah. as much back as they have, with all that production back – with a proven guy at quarterback, with a proven guy at receiver, I think a reason to be really excited about the other pieces on offense and a, and a new defensive coordinator who I think everyone believes is going to revamp things, uh, I thought that there would be yeah, a little more love for Ohio State. I still think it's right to put them second. I, I don't know. I think there's too many questions with the defense to consider putting them first, um, at least in my personal opinion, but I thought maybe more people would have done so because of the brand and because of what all they have back.
0: I had to double check this just now, just to be sure.
1: This is a preseason
0: top 25 that does not have Texas or Penn State. I
1: can't imagine that that's yeah. happened
0: all that many times. But which one of those is more surprising to you? Cause Texas, I, Texas, I Texas, think Texas, State,
1: Texas, 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 Texas. Just because of the brand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was mostly making a joke. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. Well, they're they're back. I've they are. They are. They are back. Although uh, they're like losing more and more key players by the day. It seems like uh, I <laughs> P- Penn State Penn State is probably more surprising because uh, they're just typically I, kind of no matter what state they're in. They're just kind of always like 22. <laughs> like they're always like in the back of the pole. Um, but I also think yeah, who's going to be good this year. Penn state. Penn state. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think but I think there's like a legitimate reason to, to like that team a little bit too. So I was surprised that they weren't in it. I was I was a little surprised that Iowa wasn't in it too. Um, because Iowa had a really good season last year, has a lot of key pieces back, on was one of the better defenses in the country. I know their offense stinks, but um, that that to me looked like a team that would probably crack, crack the top 25 in the preseason, too, and it did not.
0: Maybe people are just getting finally rightfully skeptical of James Franklin, being like, yeah, maybe we should stop putting him in the top 25. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I don't. I don't really understand why they're not in the top 25. They are a program that is still consistently recruiting at a top 10 level. You know, they have veterans in their program. They have a veteran, at quarterback. They have all the things that should check the boxes for you. Their coach has been there a long time. You know what you're going to get. Even if, if I am skeptical of, of his influence on it. it, there's just all the pieces of that program are in place. And I don't, I don't understand why they would slide out of the top 25 in people's minds. Like, they may not be good enough to win the Big Ten East. I don't think they're anywhere, you know, good enough to actually beat Ohio State uh, in October. But to me, they're better than Michigan State, and I think mm-hmm. they were at twelve or thirteen. 15. I don't. Yeah. Fifteen. Okay, yeah. I don't. I, I don't understand that one. It doesn't. It doesn't add up. To They've recruited at a much higher level than that program. I think that they'll probably be better than Michigan as well. But um, that to me was, I think. As I looked at it and wanted to debate something, I thought, this will be the first time I've ever said that Penn State's not getting enough credit. Or James (laughs) Franklin, maybe.
1: Austin Ward, huge James Franklin guy. Uh, (laughs) I I agree with that. If Michigan's in the top 10, Michigan State's 15, Wisconsin is 18, and Penn State and Iowa aren't in the poll, I I, I don't see a tremendous amount of difference between those five teams. Um, I guess you can't. Load up your ballot with like eight Big Ten teams. Maybe that's what it was. Like somebody had to be left out. Um, Penn State and Iowa were receiving votes and were pretty close to the top twenty-five. I think. I think Iowa was like twenty-eighth and Penn State was twenty-ninth. I think. Um, so they were right there on the cusp. But yeah, I don't. Michigan State being a top fifteen team while Penn State and Iowa aren't in the poll doesn't really make much sense to me.
0: Okay, that's enough poll talk. You wanted to actually get one Ohio State thing uh, off off your chest as we wrapped up. Uh, not wrapped up. Who knows how long we're going to go? It's yeah. a podcast daily. There's no limits here. Uh, but you, you thought we left something a little bit unclear on Snappy Jays on Monday, and you wanted to get into it.
1: Yeah. So I think when we did the the, the podcast daily for Monday morning, we talked about the quarterback room being banged up and just some, some things we've heard coming out of the scrimmage. And and that's true. Like it is, it is a it is a rather banged up position group. But but I think maybe we kind of left a little bit of a cliffhanger there. Uh, I think especially <laughs> I think especially as it pertained to Denzel Burke and and we right. don't know we don't know the the status of these guys we need to talk to Ryan Day on on Monday. I don't think we'll get to talk to him until next week, but I I thought it was worthwhile to point out that when we went in there on Monday to talk to tight ends, we did get catch a glimpse of the guys walking off the practice field and Denzel Burke was dressed, uh Jordan Hancock was dressed um and walking I think you know less gingerly than maybe he had been over the last couple of times we saw him. Um Cameron Brown was out there too. So it's not it, it's probably not as dire maybe as some people might have come away thinking based off some of the conversations we were having uh, on the Monday podcast. So I just wanted to make it clear to people that these guys are still around. They're still doing some stuff. Maybe they're not full participants in practice, but you know, they're not they're not digging in the walk-ons here to try to fill out their cornerback room just yet.
0: It was suggested to me when I brought up uh, a hit that happened in the scrimmage. If you've pieced together some of the context, you know exactly – what I'm talking about. Uh, but Denzel Burke was suggested, hey, could be something like a stinger. Nobody likes to say specifically what it is. <laughs> but when you say like a stinger, I take that to mean it is a stinger. That's right. <laughs> so now those, you know, they can linger. And I'm not gonna try and paint that as a oh, this could be a worst case scenario. Like, oh, get panicked about it. But those aren't the those aren't fun injuries and you don't know exactly how long it takes till you get comfortable. So you know, Ohio State may still be in this situation for this coming week or or next week, where it's like, all right, well, there's still going to be a lot of reps for J.K. Johnson and Jair Brown, and that's good for them. Cameron Martinez, like they they're going to have to build the step. I think more than anything, Saturday and last week was just a reminder that Ohio State has to be prepared because these things are going to pop up again. It's a physically demanding position. You saw this going into the opener last year for Ohio State as well with both Seven Banks and Cameron Brown. You know, we thought they'd both be ready to go and they weren't for Minnesota. And that's how you got into the situation with Ryan Watts and Denzel Burke surprisingly making their first career starts in a road Big Ten game. It's it's hard to make it through a training camp unscathed. It's unfortunate, as we've said a number of times for Ohio State, that it's all at one position. But all three guys are not apparently dealing with something that should be a red flag or cause for concern for September third, we will have to see, but at least that's the, the lay of the land as i understand it
1: yeah i just i i would I would caution people against pushing the panic button i guess i would i would say <laughs> and and in the meantime too it I think we kind of continue to hear good things about jair brown and and j k. Johnson as they're kind of getting more reps in in light of, of some of these other guys getting banged up, so that's good too.
0: Yep, and Berm can talk about Cameron Martinez whenever he's on the show. That's sure it will be up to him. But today, it's Bill Lannis, and it's me, Austin Ward. It's been the Podcast Daily. It's Tuesday, August 16th. A lot more coverage uh, coming your way. Ohio State will be back on the practice field on Tuesday. We've got some interviews to do after that. We'll break it down on Snap Judgments on the podcast. If you want to take a quick look at Rivals, dotting the I's, we've got a sneak peek at some T-shirts. I've never personally worn home field. I've never had that, Bill. You might know better than me. Uh, if you want to go over there to the Horseshoe Lounge, you could get a look at that. Uh, a lot of excitement over what they're uh, rolling out on Saturday for. What's big new Saturday?
1: That's right. Yeah. Super soft
0: t-shirts. Super soft t-shirts. You heard it directly from Bill. Easy for him to say. I couldn't get it out. I stumbled all over it. <laughs> Super soft. I'll work on it. That's the smooth segue out of this show. It's the podcast daily. That's Bill. I'm Austin. See you tomorrow.